Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. What's good, everybody? You got Courtney Cronin, Freddie coming in for the master known as Mike Greenberg on Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, also on the ESPN app. So it's X and Channel 80. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio as well. Courtney Cronin, I'm surprised I'm here today because of what my New York Knicks were able to do handling their business beating the Cleveland Cavaliers in Game 5 to clinch that series. I'm surprised you didn't go down to New York to celebrate. You're not nah. that far away. Yeah, you could have been there. Nah. You could have been back. You could have done the show with the Seaport. Mm-mm. But, I mean, I'm surprised that they won in Game 5. I thought this was going to go at least 6, that yeah. Cleveland's going to be able to steal one at home and that Donovan Mitchell was going to be able to exercise some of those Game 4 demons. Right. But hats off to the Knicks. They're uh-huh. going on to recreate the 1990s with this series and with the Heat. I'm excited. Yeah, everybody should be definitely excited about that. As a matter of fact, speaking of New Yorkers, Mike Greenberg will join his own show, and we got a surprise for him. The Grizzlies can't stop talking, and LeBron James got profane. All of that and more after. Here we go! go, go. Only one place to start. Back out to Allen. Two, one, get, get that shot up! The Miami Heat advance to the second round. They are just the sixth, eighth seed to defeat a number one seed. The last hour involving that game and the Warriors versus the Sacramento Kings, my remote control said, I give up, Freddie. Stop beating me around like this. I kept going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I thought the best nickname for Jimmy Butler, Courtney, was what the NBA and TNT after the game was over called him. They said he's now Hemi Butler because he was him. In the last couple of games, 56 points in game four, 42 points in game five. The Bucks blow a 16-point lead and blow another double-digit lead. This is all about what the Bucks didn't do, but it should really be all about what the Miami Heat were able to do as an eighth seed and how they beat the Bucks in five. Milwaukee had a fourth-quarter lead of 16 points, Freddie, and what Miami was able to do in forcing some really bad shot selection, capitalizing off turnovers, and then that game tying alley oop, the the play that I would you know just sticks in my mind right now from Gabe Vincent to yeah. Jimmy Butler. Who else would it have been other than Jimmy <laughs> Butler? Like to me, there is. N- I was I was wondering, could he actually top the fifty six points? Yeah. Not necessarily in terms of the actual number, but could he do it again? And he's shown us that he could. And I just think it was so fun to watch all of the Bulls fans, all of the 76ers fans, all of the Timberwolves fans relishing in Jimmy Butler being Himmy Butler last (laughs) night because think of what could have been at those three franchises. And now he's finally in a place. Mm -hmm. Like that to me, looking at Jimmy Butler's progression throughout his career and now being in Miami, a place where he is truly in the right system to be himself, that you get results like this and now they're going on to the second round. You made a great point about why not Jimmy Butler. It could not have been anybody but him. I'm always a firm believer in this. If a guy's busting you in the mouth like that, you got to take that away. It's one thing to get 56 against you. That's one of the all-time great performances. 
but it's another thing when you know the ball is going to him. 2.1 seconds to play. You know the ball's going there. At that point, I'm doubling him, triple teaming him. Somebody else is going to have to beat me because you can't allow guys like that to do something like that. And how many times, and you know this covering the NFL and the Chicago Bears, what's the one thing you got to do to keep teams from beating you? You got to make them play left-handed and do something different. That was the one thing that bothered me about that final play. It was a great design by the Miami Heat to make sure they could throw the ball over the top and throw an alley-oop kind of alley-oop play at the rim. But as Brendan Haywood said, covering the game on TNT, on NBA TV, ABJ defense, anyone but Jimmy. The Miami Heat said, yeah, that's where the ball is going. And Courtney, the Bucks said, well, what could possibly go wrong? He's only hit us with over 80 points in two games. This time it's going to work. That's the problem I had with they were not able to take away a guy that was just killing them, not just all series, but in the last two games. They're not a typical eight seed. We have said this time and again, this Miami Heat team at this stage of the playoffs gets dangerous, kind of like what we're seeing from the Lakers, and we'll see if they're able to close out that series. But the way that Miami did this – Taking down a team that won a championship two years ago, the overall number one seed, and all of the questions now surrounding the uncertainty with the Milwaukee Bucks. That's all inflicted. Self-inflicted, but a lot of it, more of it, I'd say, was inflicted by the Miami Heat and the strategy they had when they lose – Tyler Hero to the Mm -hmm. broken hand and had to compensate for that and putting the load on Jimmy Butler. I think the biggest thing, and it kind of makes me laugh when I, when I, you know, consider this, the playoffs matter to Jimmy. This version is there during the regular season. He's just not interested in tapping into it. So I think as Amber Wilson, co-host of Joe and Amber on ESPN radio said Jimmy Butler during the regular season is just lazy. And that's okay because the version you get now, he load manages his, himself in games but the version that you get now is um exactly what teams fear when they find that player who cannot do anything wrong in the Mm. postseason one of the things about jimmy butler is that he does a great job explaining of what why he do what he do when push comes to shove I, i always remember why i do what i do for my kids for my family for my guys who's around here somewhere if i'm competing at a high level in every play and i'm doing things the right way they have to follow suit in whatever they do they get a lot of discredit because I get to beat Ernie every single day in sequence. You cannot beat me. Chris Brickley is always on a, a plane flying back and forth. I got Remy. I got Manny. I got an incredible group. They keep me level-headed, make my life not always just about basketball. I got a, uh, an amazing family, too. Even though it is about him, he always makes it a point to let it be known that I'm not able to do this by myself. There's no way that I get this team to this level by myself. Never mind the fact that he single-handedly in Game 4 and Game 5 by himself was able to get Miami to the promised land of getting to the second round. When you're not afraid of the moment, when you embrace the moment and you don't let the moment strangle you, you can do the kind of things, Courtney, that we've seen from Jimmy Butler, especially in the last couple of years in the playoffs. There may not be a bigger underdog in the postseason in NBA history than Jimmy Butler. Think about how close they came to winning the title in 2020 inside the bubble when it was him, Goran Dragic, and and those two got hurt in game one of the finals against the Lakers. If the circumstances were right that year, Jimmy Mm -hmm. Butler's probably hoisting a trophy with those guys around him. At the end of the game, last night, in overtime, when everyone is fouling out, Jimmy felt like as much as he's the spark plug of that team, he was keeping everything calm. And 
I just, I mean, you don't, the dog mentality, you know that meme mm-hmm. where you see someone's chest x-ray and like the pit bull coming oh, yeah. out like right underneath the That's heart? That's like the hot meme now. Yeah, I've That's seen that. Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. That is Jimmy. He, he, he inflects so much energy into this postseason and when you think he can't do it again, he one-ups you. And that's just who he is, and that's who he's been in the postseason. Like, history, you know, tends to remember destinations instead of the journey, so we remember kind of all of his stops along the way. Right. But how he got here, Freddie, and he do- still doesn't have a title to his name. I understand mm. that. Yeah. But I feel like even if he doesn't get one this year, he still is one of the greatest stories in postseason history in the NBA because of what he did. I mean, taking down the one seed, the overall one seed, a team that was the you know odds-on favorite to win a championship this year, we'll remember Jimmy Butler for that. That's their one shining moment of the season, no matter what happens from here on out. But again, they're not a typical eight seed. Yeah. I don't think it's fair to count out the Miami Heat as they go into their series against the New York Knicks. New series, new identity for these both of these two teams and it's going to be exciting to watch and hopefully we get some of that physicality that we saw during those late 90s series i would love to see that and so it would be better basketball because it won't be like a blood death and wrestling <laughs> match that we saw in those series in the 1990s involving the heat and the knicks courtney cronin freddie coming in for greenberg mike greenberg on greenie on espn radio hit us on twitter anytime you want courtney's handle courtney r cronin my handle at coleman espn and speaking of those boys from new york Stephen A. Smith, the first take. Take it away. Whoa! <laughs> Easy, Stephen A. Whoa! Calm down, One Stephen down, a. two more to go. Oh, I'm thinking finals, baby. I'm thinking finals. Orange and blue skies. Orange and blue skies. Easy there. Go, New York. Go, New York. Go. Go, New York. Go, New York. Go. Say, Say go, New York. Go, New York. Go. Don't stop. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that, Donovan Mitchell. I love you, brother. But yeah! (laughs) New York is in the house. Say it now. If he's like that, after our Knicks won this series in five, Courtney, I can't imagine what that's going to sound like from him and other Knicks fans. If the Knicks do something that has not been done since gas was free in this country, and that's win an NBA championship, because that's the last time he did that back in 1973. People have been waiting for this for a long time. I thought the Knicks would win the series. I didn't think they would win it in five. But when you play, and you mentioned physicality, they were the more physical team. And the Cavaliers, they got bullied in the schoolyard. The Knicks took their lunch money, made them do their homework, and said, make sure my homework is done at a point where I get 100 and not a 98. That's what that series looked like against the Cleveland Cavaliers. They got bullied by the New York Knicks in this five-game series. They show they can adjust in ways that they haven't been able to. Like, the, the last time they were at in the, in the playoffs, like, they were a young team that needed everything to go right to just get out of that series with Atlanta. And I think we can put some of those references to the past now because they're, a completely, they're in a completely different stage of their development. Every Cavs run that happened in Game 5 is something – that the Knicks answered to. You can survive in games when your sixth man, Emmanuel Quickly, isn't scoring. You can right. have Quentin Grimes guard the other team's best player and be okay with that. Josh Hart picking up the slack on Donovan Mitchell as well. That's, you know, that 
that that's something that like the way that this roster is constructed, that's mm-hmm. depth that the that the Cleveland Cavaliers did not have on their end. I was hoping for a better performance from Donovan Mitchell. I do think that yeah. Game Four was an anomaly. He's still a very good basketball player, as Stephen A. Smith said. You know, still love him. Mm-hmm. Still think he's one of the best. He's I, lying. Bet the, I bet the New York Knicks wish at points that they. Could have been able to pull that off last summer, but I digress because their roster, the way that it's constructed right now, it took a lot of time to get here. But hey, they're yeah. going to the Eastern Conference semifinals. That's I know, good. no doubt about that. By the way, to quote that line from the movie The Waterboy, Miami Heat and New York Knicks equals it's going to be awfully, awfully physical starting on Sunday in game one at Madison Square Garden. By the way, don't miss Big George Foreman now playing exclusively in theaters. Get your tickets today, rated PG-13. With Courtney Cronin and Freddie Coleman, in for Mike Greenberg on Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Protect your family, your phone, and your furry friends for life and with life electronic device and pet health insurance from Progressive Insurance. What does the classic movie Casablanca have to do with Aaron Rodgers, Mike Greenberg, and their New York Jets? That's next on ESPN Radio. Brainstorm, what is something that works so well that it's basically magic? Air conditioning, noise-canceling headphones, meeting-free Fridays? What about selling with Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to all other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with shopify sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash greenie all lowercase go to shopify.com slash greenie now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash greenie shopping for mother's day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute but macy's gift finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for mother's day whether you're shopping for your sister's first mother's day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement macy's gift finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both you can shop by price anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under you can also sort by category like fragrance handbags and more or gift lists like for the mom who has everything pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma find top brands like studio pro model beats headphones polaroid cameras and samsung smart tvs so what are you waiting for mother's day is may 12th it'll be here before you know it macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year head to macy's.com slash gift finder today that's macy's.com slash gift finder Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Greeny, the podcast. Courtney Cronin, Freddie, coming in for Mike Greenberg on Greeny on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app, 6X and Channel 80. Tune in, and as always, don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Let's bring in the host of the show. He is Mike Greenberg, hashtag Greeny. Hit him on Twitter, ESPN Greeny. And Greeny, before we get to you, I want you to hear this about somebody who name-checked you at a certain press conference yesterday. This team has won one Super Bowl, and it's been a while. So to be a part of uh, bringing things back would be incredible. I just think the excitement level is so high. I can feel it from uh, my new teammates and the way that they were you know, texting with me. I can see it in the fans, not just the Mike Greenbergs of the world, but everybody is excited about this. I am the same way. I can't wait. So if Aaron Rodgers is the greatest moment in your life, where does that rank that he name-checked you at the press conference yesterday introducing himself as the new Jets quarterback? I would say probably slightly behind the birth of one of my children and slightly ahead of the other. Um, and I'll, I'll let them decide between the two of them uh, which one falls in which spot. But what, whichever one comes slightly behind that is the one that's going to have to change their name to Aaron. Um, because there's no question, I, I'm not having any more kids. I, I had a vasectomy about 20 years ago, so that's no longer an option. So at this point, I'm going to have to rename one of my kids, Aaron. I, I, I no longer have one to name in his honor, but I would put that right up there with the great moments I've ever had. Well, the process of renaming a child or changing your name legally will probably take shorter than it took the <laughs> Green Bay Packers and New York Jets to work out this deal. But now that it's done, when you watched him yesterday, what were your initial impressions just of the way he addressed how long he plans to be in New York and, and going forward working with the team this off season? What were your takeaways? So I, I don't think that this is just my fandom talking mm-hmm. when I say – that I don't think it could be going better than it is going so far. Um, He seems to be invested in all of the right ways. And all the signals of that, I think, are on display. The fact that he was there yesterday, the fact that he spoke as thoughtfully and as knowledgeably about the organization as he did. I'll take everyone back a generation to when the Jets acquired Brett Favre. It was a completely different feel. Favre played for the Jets only because he had no other choice. The Packers weren't going to trade him where he wanted to go, which was Minnesota. He basically faced the choice of retiring or playing for the Jets, and he went kicking and screaming in August and showed up and actually eventually, I think, enjoyed the experience and played better than most people remember. But the point is, it wasn't what he wanted. In this case, Aaron Rodgers chose the Jets, and that has been on display. You could see it yesterday. He, he is where he wants to be, and I think that makes a huge difference in the fact that he is talking about being around as much as he is. The fact that he is, is suggesting, signaling without necessarily saying it directly, that he plans to be around more than one year. I, I don't think that this could be going better under the circumstances than it is so far, and I really think that is as objectively as I can view it. Obviously, 
I'm a fan, and so I'm going to see it that way a little. But I think if I step away, that that seems like the right way to look at the way this thing has begun. Just like in the movie Casablanca, talking about the beginning of a beautiful friendship involving Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback of the Jets, and Mike Greenberg from Green and ESPN Radio joining us here on the ESPN app and Sirius X and Channel 80. Hit him on Twitter at ESPN Greeny. We know that Aaron Rodgers said this is not going to be a one and done. But Greeny, what does your gut tell you about how long he's going to be the quarterback of the New York Jets? I mean, hopefully long enough for us to finally win the Super Bowl. I mean, that's really the only answer I can give you. I mean, Tom Brady was still playing very effectively when he was five or so years older than Aaron Rodgers is right now. So does that seem completely out of the question anymore? That, that, that would have sounded ridiculous, Freddie. And, you know, in all the years that we've been covering sports, the idea of talking about a player at the age of 40 as not being right at the end would have seemed ridiculous. Right. but. I guess in the modern era, with the way players are taking care of themselves and the advances in nutrition and everything else that we've seen, not to mention how protected the quarterbacks are, so they generally take less of a beating than they did in in the previous generations, I don't know that it's completely unrealistic to say that if he wanted to, he could play another three or four years. And but But the only real answer I can give to that is I just hope he's around long enough to finally make it. I just want just once in my life to see this team go, and uh, I think this is the best chance that they've had, I was about to say, in memory, maybe in my lifetime. You know, mm-hmm. the Jets were one year old, the only, oh, excuse me, I was one year old, the only time the Jets ever played in the Super Bowl, um, and I'm 55 now, so that's a, a very, very long time. And I think if you look at the talent up and down the roster, um, and you add Rodgers, I think they have a real shot. Now, I'm not breaking any new ground when I say that the AFC is obviously loaded. Yep. So to predict any team making it to the Super Bowl is probably foolish because it's just going to be such a murderer's row to get through no matter who you are. But I think the Jets have a real chance. I think they have basically as good a chance as anybody. So we know you have full trust in the quarterback, and certainly this roster's loaded. He comes to a place where he's got the reigning offensive and defensive rookies of the year. But do you have full trust in Robert Sala and Joe Douglas going forward beyond just these moves? Well, I think the only reasonable answer on the coach is that the jury is out. I think yep. Robert Sala, he's, he's, got some, uh, he's got some things about him that you like. I think the players love him, and, and they all want to play for him. And they all support him. I think he um, got rid of a weak link, which I think was a blind spot, which a lot of people have, particularly when they are relatively inexperienced. Mike LaFleur was one of his best friends in the world, and he brought him along as his offensive coordinator, even though he was by no means ready for that job. And upon his departure now, you're hearing more and more stories about just what a disaster it was and, candidly, how much of an impact that probably had on, on just how terrible Zach Wilson turned out. Um, so I think that was a, a problem, but at least they addressed it, and, and they now have gone to a much more experienced pair, which would be Rodgers and Nathaniel Hackett in that order. Those are the offensive minds on this team. Salah is an excellent defensive coach. He proved that in San Francisco, and I think he proved it with a Jet defense last year that was really good. Joe Douglas uh, had one of the, the really terrific drafts in recent memory last year, Courtney, obviously, with not just the, the two rookies of the year, but quite a few other picks that turned out very well, in particular Brees Hall, the running back that he got on round two, who I think would have been the offensive rookie of the year if he hadn't gotten hurt. Um, the Jets have the 15th pick tonight. 
which I will assume they're going to use to take an offensive tackle. That's actually where the difference between 13 and 15 tonight, I think, might be consequential um, because that's right around the, the, the space. There were three offensive tackles who were going to be going off the board in about that time, and the Jets may wind up with a third of them. Now, they may, they may feel as though they're perfectly comfortable with any of the three, but I think the pick swap with Green Bay wound up leaving them in a place where they're going to wind up having to just take whichever one of them is left as opposed to having a choice. We'll see if that winds up making a big difference. But that's what I think Douglas will do. Second round, I actually believe they might go offensive line again. Mm-hmm. I know they re-signed the center, Connor McGovern, but there are good centers that they could draft in that second round, and I wouldn't be surprised if they do that. So the answer to your question is I do have a lot of confidence in Joe Douglas. Um, the Zach Wilson pick is always going to look just awful on his resume, but generally speaking, he's done a very good job. And and with Robert Sala, I would say the jury is out, but I'm I'm optimistic. I, I think there is reason to think he's going in the right direction, and um, I I feel good. I feel as good as you can feel about someone who hasn't proven it yet. Great, great stuff from Mike Greenberg, the host of Get Up, and also Greeny on ESPN Radio, joining Freddie Coleman and Courtney Cronin on Greeny on ESPN Radio. By the way, he's hosting the NFL Draft on ESPN tonight. Covers begins at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And outside of what you said about the Jets, I'm with you as a Jets fan. I think that's what they're going to do as well. Both Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper in their latest mock drafts, they have the Tennessee Titans trading up to take C.J. Stroud at number three. What do you think happens with C.J. Stroud tonight and how that could shape the rest of the draft? Well, I'll tell you, it's interesting because um, for the first time, this is my third year doing the draft, so um, I don't know if this has ever been the case before, but it certainly was not either of the last two years. All of the players themselves are staying in the hotel that we're staying in. So literally two minutes before I, before you called me to come on just now, mm-hmm. I was having breakfast in the hotel restaurant seated next to C.J. Stroud's uncle and aunt. Really? <laughs> and I got to, to, yes, and I got to chatting with them. And they, of course, don't know what to expect. But I was talking to them about what, <coughs> pardon me, what this experience has been like and just how crazy the last week or so has been for him as all of these stories have begun coming out. And the only thing I'll say about that is we've seen that happen before. I I went to school in the Big Ten. I followed the Big Ten more closely than any other conference. C.J. Stroud, I think, is an excellent player. I think he is going to be an excellent NFL quarterback with the proviso that, like all of these guys, he has to be in the right situation. He has to be well-coached. He has to be well-developed. No player can overcome that. More young quarterbacks are ruined than developed in pro football. (coughs) And that goes for all of them. But uh, as far as Stroud is concerned, my gut feeling is, well, let's put it this way. If you read the tea leaves, <coughs> I'm sorry, I got a little frog in my throat. It's okay. If you read the tea leaves of the stuff that people are saying down here, that he, he, he isn't going to be the second quarterback drafted. I, I, I am getting the sense people think Will Levis is going to be the second quarterback drafted. I obviously don't know, and one of the things that I like the most about this draft going into the night is the level of uncertainty. But those things, I can tell you, both McShay and Mel doing that overnight just came out of nowhere because I can tell you we had a long production meeting yesterday in which almost all of the – yesterday afternoon in which pretty much all the conversation centered around the draft going Bryce Young and then defense, defense. So somewhere along – somewhere between yesterday afternoon and last night, that changed, and it will probably change again by the time we get to tonight. 
Um, and Teddy Bruschi is the first person I heard say this, but it, it's not an original thought, but I really like it. That tonight is when the truth is finally told. Up until now, everyone has been lying. Everyone has reasons <laughs> to be lying to everyone for their own interest. And so all the lies finally get cleared up tonight. And through their actions rather than words, teams will finally tell us the truth. And the reality is I don't think anyone really knows what's about to happen. And that's what makes this night, I think, as good as it has the potential to be. It's no lie that he always knocks it out, whether it's on his radio show, whether it's on Get Up, and definitely tonight hosting the NFL Draft and ESPN coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern time. He is Mike Greenberg. Hit him on Twitter, ESPN Greeny, joining us on his show, Greeny, on ESPN Radio. Keep doing your thing, partner. We'll talk to you soon and take care of that frog, okay? All right, guys. Thank you very much for doing this. I'll see you soon. Sounds good. Sounds good. She's Courtney Cronin. Freddie coming in for Mike Greenberg on Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm sorry. What? 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 I'm sorry. What? what? I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What? what? Staying with C.J. Stroud, NFL draft prospect and quarterback. Many people believe, Courtney, about even a month and a half ago, that he was going to be taken number one by the Carolina Panthers. Then that C shifted. Many people believe, okay, if the Texans take my number two, but then it may seem they may take somebody else to trade out of that pick. And then came the news about he did not have the best results when it comes to that football NFL cognitive test that tests your ability to think on the fly and think quickly on the fly. C.J. Stroud, well, he had an answer for that. I'm not a test taker. I play football. At the end of the day, man, I don't got nothing to prove to nobody, so I don't, I'm not going to sit here and explain how I process football. People who are making the picks know what I can do. I know what I can do. I know I can process well. I know, I know I'm one of the smartest quarterbacks in the NFL when I step in there tomorrow. So I got confidence in myself, and I don't think you can play at Ohio State and not be smart. So if you don't trust and believe in me, I'll continue to watch this. Freddie, the biggest deciding factor for me in believing C.J. Stroud that this stuff doesn't matter, and I know this is a new version mm-hmm. of the Wonderlick test, right. is how good he was in the red zone. The last two years, 43 touchdowns, two interceptions, five sacks taken on 131 dropbacks. When the field is shrunken that much, you have to process things quickly. You have to make quick decisions and not only trust your instincts, but be able to read through your progressions lickety split. That's, I don't know what they're asking them on this S2 cognition test. When those came out and it's like Bryce Young aced it, CJ Stroud bombed it. Uh I think you have to take a lot of that with a grain of salt because if it is, similar to a standardized test where all quarterbacks are being asked the same question or some variation of it, some guys are going to do better than others. Let's not forget Vince Young and his Wonderlick score that came out the year that he was getting drafted. He still was the first quarterback taken overall Mm -hmm. and had a really good season his rookie year. I think C.J. Stroud's going to be a phenomenal NFL talent. Can he break the Ohio State curse of quarterbacks not succeeding in the NFL? That's a lot of weight on his shoulders. It's also weight that Justin Fields, his former teammate at Ohio State, carries. So we'll get to see all of those things play out in real time. This is also somebody who was a missed field goal away from going to the national championship game. He balled out there against elite competition. Those are the determining factors for teams, not some cognition test that takes arbitrary information into gauge something. We don't know exactly what they're looking for, but something about how a player processes. I've never understood how you have these kind of tests out there. Who are the people putting these tests together in terms of intellect, whether it's football intellect or something else like that? Because I get the sense that people putting these tests together have never thrown a football in their life. If you put a football in front of them, they wouldn't know what the hell that is. So why are we allowing these kind of tests to become public knowledge 
if you want to have that as part of a player's evaluation, if you want to use that, I get it. I understand that that's what you want to do. But then to have the test results leaked out there, it cast aspersions against C.J. Stroud. Not just his character on the football field, but in my opinion, his character off the football field. And the last thing, and if you're an NFL general manager and you're using that as a baseline, if you're going to draft this guy, not draft this guy, then maybe you shouldn't be doing that either. Instead of looking at the film, because the film doesn't lie. If you meet a person face to face and look in their eyes and talk to them, that doesn't lie either. Nobody's that good, that young, that they can fool you what kind of person that they are. So if you're using these test results as a baseline for you, then you're not going to be an NFL successful general manager that much longer. And this could be calculated. This coming out to try to make him fall down the draft board to a spot that maybe he wasn't expected to go at. All of this information that comes out in the final two weeks before the draft. Let's not forget, as of last weekend, C.J. Stroud had 8-1 to odds to go number one overall to the Carolina Panthers. I personally had not believed that ever since we Mm. saw kind of the shift in the conversation that it is Bryce Young, and we hear from Frank Reich this week that there is a unanimous decision uh, from the scouts to everybody else in the front office that whoever their quarterback is, which we expect to be Bryce Young, everyone agrees on that. But C.J. Stroud falling and and having to do with his cognition test, that to me is a sign that somebody really wants him, Mm -hmm. that doesn't think they're going to get him. And in order to do that, you've got to inject a negative narrative around this guy to have him tumble down the draft board further than we had thought he might. So who's going to go first tonight? Is it C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young? You can find out tonight part of the 2023 NFL Draft. It's on ESPN Radio, presented by Boost Mobile. First round coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern time on most ESPN radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Courtney Cronin, Freddie Coleman, and for Mike Greenberg on Greeny on ESPN Radio. And when it comes to the word that LeBron James used to describe how he felt after the Lakers lost Game 5 to the Grizzlies last night, That was an insult to that word. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. 
Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Crosses over on Shooter, explodes to the basket, scoops around Davis, and scores again. John Morant has taken over the ball game. That's the final tonight. Zeros on the clock. The Grizzlies force a game six. We got a little red hot chili peppers with Courtney Cronin and Freddie coming in for Mike Greenberg on Greeny on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. Tune in and don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. By the way, make sure your family is well taken care of with life insurance. Protect your phones, laptops, and more with electronic device insurance. And cover your furry friends with pet and health insurance from Progressive Insurance. So to say that things didn't go well for the Lakers in Game 5, losing the Memphis Grizzlies, would be an understatement. But then LeBron took it there about how not only the team played, but how he played. Uh, we just uh, haven't put together two performances together, but you know we still have put three team efforts together to be up 3-2. And that's what's most important. It's not about um, you know what AD and myself are doing. It's about how we can win basketball games. And tonight I'll um, and I'll be better in game six. Okay, that could be an insult to the word that you didn't hear because he played a lot worse than that. But honestly, Courtney, just looking at him and the Lakers, when they got that big lead that Memphis had down to one at 61 to 60, then Memphis decided, well, not decided, they won in that 26 to two run. And this was just me watching the game. You could clearly tell they were thinking, look, we can expend this kind of energy, but if we do and we don't win, then we're really going to look even more washed trying to close out this series in six games at home on Friday. And as good as he was in Game Four, and even going back to that in Game Three with the you know reverse dunks and, and the mm-hmm. alley oop lob, like you're betting on a 38 year old who has played more than 65 thousand regular and postseason career minutes right. with a torn foot tendon to you know lift this team past Memphis, which is a two seed for a reason. Let's not forget. I know they have a lot of things that have clouded how we view this team and certainly Dylan Brooks and his shot selection and how inefficient this offense has performed when he's been playing. They still made really good adjustments. I don't know if Luke Kennard and the shoulder injury, if that's going to prevent him from playing mm-hmm. again in game six and, and some of the defensive changeup and the assignments on LeBron James, if that's going to work for Memphis. But I think LeBron's tired. I yeah. think they've forced him to exert himself in a way that's really worn on him throughout this series, Freddie. And I'm concerned just with what we saw from LeBron James in his 15-point performance on Wednesday night that he doesn't have enough left in the tank to get, you know, it's not just getting through this series. It's uh-huh. what about the Western Conference semifinals? If he ends up facing Golden State in mm-hmm. that series, what does he look like? Yeah, One of the things, and you make a great point, Courtney, because more than ever before, it's not so much about LeBron James and what he can do. It's going to be about the LeBronettes that better be able to step up. And outside of Anthony Davis, because he can't be able to do it to that level because Father Time doesn't lose these battles. I've said for the longest time, he's the greatest athlete. 
that's ever played in the NBA. We've never seen any kind of combination of a guy built like Carl Malone, can handle the ball like Isaiah Thomas, and play defense at times like Bill Russell. That's never been in one package in the history of the NBA. But as someone who's elderly like me, who's going to be 58 in December, there are two things you like, rest and recovery. And if you don't get both the way you want, it's going to take a toll, especially especially playing at an elite level, that he's still able to play it, Courtney, but he can't do it and sustain it over one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games in a row. Those days are long past. So it's not about the lead singer, the temptations now, LeBron James. He needs the guys behind him to go, ooh, ooh, ooh. But they need to step up because you expect them to do it each and every night over the course of a long NBA postseason. Those days have been over for a minute when it comes to LeBron James. The LeBronettes better step up more than ever before, especially not just to close out this series, but have the kind of deep run they think they can have in Los Angeles with the Lakers. This is where the youth part might factor in because that long flight back to Los Angeles, now the game, the schedule's shortened from here on Absolutely. out. They've got that game Friday night. <sighs> That's yeah. a long trip, and I know that Memphis is oft injured this year, but I think maybe that youth might be the determining factor if LeBron does look as worn as he looked in Game 5. Speaking of those youthful Grizzlies, you know the minute they won, they were going to be back to what I said yesterday, M-A-T-E, mouth almighty, tongue everlasting, I give you Desmond Bain. We got to come with the right, you know, edge and uh, the right road mentality, but, you know, I said it out there and I'll say it again, you know, we're, we're going to be back for a game seven in front of the best fans in the NBA. Now that doesn't bother me. I'm okay with that. It's the stuff before that thumping their chest. I'm okay with Desmond Bain saying that. And Ja Morant saying top two, not not number two. Right. I'm not okay with that. Yeah, no no one should be. Win a series first. Thank you very much. Courtney Cronin, Freddie Coleman, in for Mike Greenberg on Greeny and ESPN Radio. The F word that set off Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's next. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.